Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. In an instant, an auto accident can put you in the worst financial position of your life. It's an absolute must. You got to hire the right lawyer. You're going to make sure that your insurance companies pay you what you are owed. Injury attorney David Feminini on his team, they are exactly who you need to call. They have been making insurance companies pay for over 30 years. They're going to help you with your case as well. David is ready to speak to you personally. Right now, 855-65-CRASH. That's 855-65-CRASH, or you simply go to the website, getdavidgetpaid.com. All right, 3 o'clock, good to have you with us. Lions, Vikings, the, the grand finale before the playoffs. How do we approach it? Also, some interesting numbers uh, and just milestones that, that are on the line. So, look, from a how-we-play-it standpoint, and I'll get to Troy Weaver at four. I'm not going to upend my positive afternoon. Um, I want to play everybody. I think Dan Campbell is um, the right approach. Um, um. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to that at four. Um, 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 I, I want to play everyone. I think Dan Campbell's comments, I think the way this team got screwed, I, I think it's important to get it back on track. And look, it's a divisional opponent that I don't, I want you to be the last thing they see before they go to sleep. So I'm playing. And Rico, not that it's right or wrong, it is a different viewpoint. Rico says, sit everyone. You don't play anyone. You just rest, no risks, let's roll. Like, there's nothing to be earned here. Now, I will tell you, you sit everybody, you probably lose the game, and then you have a 0.0 shot of getting to the two seat. Okay. Remember, those games are at four. So I would play, and I'm playing my people. Go ahead, Rico. What? No, no, but you play, and someone gets injured, and you still don't get the two seed. What did you gain? Man. Things. So look, let's talk about it. People, 248-539-9797. Now, here are some of the, not you know, milestone things, and you can, if you're not interested in this, that's fine too. But you have a chance at doing something really rare, which is a pair of thousand yard backs. David Montgomery comes into the game, 975 yards. Jameer Gibbs, 950 yards, 915. So you got a chance for a pair of thousand yard backs. You have a tight end. This is the most stunning one. Okay. And no, I don't think he'll get the record. Uh, the record for a rookie tight end is a thousand seventy six. I don't. I don't. Who was that? I don't think it was Kyle Pitts. That was Dicka. Uh, but uh, wait, Dicka, real Dicka? Yeah, Man. Dicka. Mini Bears. Dicka. Uh, Laporta <laughs> has eight sixty, so he's a hundred and forty away from a thousand yard season as a rookie tight end. And then Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, one hundred and twelve catches, ten off CD Lamb for the league lead. But I mean. Milestone putting up 120 catches. He's had an unreal season. Man. So just some milestones that are there. What the what is that? <laughs> what am I losing my mind? Man. Say you? Say it how you want to say it, Mike. Hi, TJ. What's going on? <laughs> no, just, we're just we're trying to figure out if you knew I was here or not. That's all. 
No, we're listening. Well, no, we're I assumed the, you just vaped, vaped out seat. and weren't going to show up. <laughs> no, it's fine. I just thought, you know, vaped out on us. You'd had enough, and then that was it. I, how are you, bud? I'm no, that's sorry, next pal. week. That's next week. No, we're good, Mike. That's, we're good. I, I was enjoying the. Uh, I, I was enjoying the, uh, the the list you were you were giving out here for the front well, row seat. Some, man, enjoying it. Some stuff. fun stuff. Good so stuff. tell me where you're at as a player with the rest thing. You know, are you Team Rico, Team Mike, or are we both crackheads? No, I think you're both correct. I, I I don't think that you have to look. The biggest thing that you can do coming out of this game is stay healthy. The second biggest thing you can do is come out with a win. Um. So if you have guys that are beat up, you, you sit them down. Frank Ragnow, we know, has been dealing with a toe injury for two years, right? Decker is an old guy, older guy, right? Uh, Jamison, we know, is beat up. Laporta's, you could tell, was banged up after the game, but on the injury report. If those guys are banged up, you're going to need those guys next week, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't take any chances with them. But However, I think that this rest narrative has... Uh, a different tone to it when you say, you know what, we're going to rest guys. That basically, a lot of people think, hey, we're just going to lay down. We're going to run out there, do some cute things, and you know what, other team, you guys go ahead and win the game. I think that's what a lot of people think when when you hear coaches say we're going to rest players. I, 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 however, think that with this team, you know, and, and the youth that they have, and the inexperience that they have when it comes to big time games and playoff games. Um, that you need to try to do everything possible to keep momentum going into the playoffs. Uh, I've been a part of both, where you know we've sat a bunch of starters. Uh, Mike, you'll remember this one, 2011. We were 15 and one up there in Green Bay. We sat a bunch of guys the last week. What happened the Uh-oh. first playoff game? We got blew out by the Giants. Uh, I've been a part of you other teams. Right, I've been part of other teams where. Uh, we rested guys, and we came out, man, and and we're on fire, right? So I don't. Uh, what I'm trying to say, well, I don't think there's any magic recipe. I just think with this specific team, no, no, no TJ, y- you have to keep, you have to try to keep the motivation, or at certain, least the momentum rolling into the playoffs. Certain guys, you don't need to see them out there. Yeah, I don't so, need to see Frank Ragnow go prove himself. And, right, I, Ragnow know, win a bunch of one on ones. I know what he can do. I leave Decker. You know what? You're on the sideline too. Don't need to see you out there. You're more important for us two weeks from now. Golf. You're on a short leash. You're going to go out there, maybe get a quarter, and then I'm pulling you from the game because if we lose you, it changes everything. So there are some, and, and Aiden Hutchinson as well. You're not going to – it's not like you're up for a record or anything. So, son, I'm going to go out there. You may play a half, but the second half, I don't need you out there as well. I don't need you rolling an ankle. I don't need any of that. You're too valuable. I'm not saying sit everybody. I'm saying sit your key players down. See, I would sit the key players that are battling through something pre-existing down. Um, and I would dangle a carrot for the rest of the guys. Say, you know, you want to go put a put a sweatshirt on and a hat on, you know, on the sideline? Get up three go, touchdowns. Go, go up 30 points in the second half, and we'll, and we'll shut you guys down. Go grab a Gatorade bottle. Go question. Could Dan Campbell just go to the guys and go, look, here's, here's the deal, man. J- just win this game by at least four points for the people of Detroit. Could you do that? Because we may or may not be laying three. Could we do that? And, and, and you know, even <laughs> for the people Cash the ticket. Detroit, for the Download people it wherever Detroit. you get your okay. podcast. I see where you're going with that one. I was about to say it always comes you know, back to that. Here's even the thing, too, that I think we could all agree is very unlikely that Philadelphia and Dallas are both going to lose. Correct. Um, 
I actually but have think there it's been likely the Eagles do. Right. I think the Eagles are cashed out and a mess, and the Giants are a bunch of try-hard boners. I, I agree with you on me. that one. And TJ, also, the no, Dallas no, one, TJ, I mean, look, TJ, I just, stop. I'm not, I'm no, not no, saying no. you it's don't, probable. No, 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 don't fall weirder for what he's have, doing. Weirder things have happened. He's, no, don't fall weirder for things right. have happened. You, you know what he's more saying. Probable? You know who Philly's playing, What's more probable? Hold on. What's more? Gentlemen, a simple question to test TJ's resolve. What's more probable, the Commanders beat the Cowboys or the Huskies beat the Wolverines? The commanders beating the Cowboys. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, that's our, did I get it right? No. <laughs> you know, who knows? I, but you I'm, got I'm it saying, right. Like there's, there's still a part of you that holds out hope. No, I, I don't think anybody yes. down there is saying, oh, man, we're going everything. We're going, you know. Everything to the wall for the two seed. The guys down there probably get it. We need a whole lot of help. We don't need we don't need one thing to go our way. We need three right, different I, things to go our TJ, way. TJ, I look at what it's other probably not going to happen. But we're still we still got a shot. It's not an exact science, but I do like the Rams. The Rams have pretty much said Detroit, Dallas. We don't care. We're not playing anybody. We're in the playoffs. I want everybody healthy. We'll see somebody in two weeks. They have an opportunity. San Francisco has said we're not playing anybody. This game is yours if you want it. Nah, we good. We're going to sit our guys as well. Yeah, but I I also think with that matchup, and I heard, I think it was Rieger talking about, oh, McVay doesn't want to play in Detroit. He wants to get the sevens. Well, I, I don't know how he spun it. Uh, when you look at that individual matchup, though, that's obviously a division matchup. Uh, both teams are in the playoffs. I think there's a lot that goes into that where neither of those te- two teams, you're talking about the Rams and Niners, want to show the other team anything when they could possibly have a rematch themselves. Okay, what are you going to show that they weeks? don't know already? Well, you haven't played each other in a while. I mean, San Fran and, and, and the Rams played yeah, what, early the, in the season, right? DJ so is the I NFL. Think that go- Everybody no, knows think, everybody's plays. I, well, okay, but there is something to be said. When you, You're telling me if the Lions go into Dallas next week, they're not feeling confident based off of how they just played them this previous week? Like there's something with with there's a relevancy about the timing which you play teams. You know what I'm saying? You we just played Dallas. We know exactly what they are. There's your preparation completely changes going into that week. It's not a bunch of unknowns. Oh man, I haven't played Micah Parsons since week two, or right. I, I haven't played these guys since last year. No, I just played them two weeks ago. I'm comfortable. I know what I'm going to get from these guys. It allows you to adjust your preparation a little bit. That's where I think when you talk about the Rams and Niners, kind of both sitting guys. Obviously, the Ram or the Niners have the one seed locked up. There's no motivation for them. But I think there is a part of gamesmanship that says we don't want to. We might see them again in a, a week and a half, another week. Like I, I don't want them to know what Aaron Donald is functioning at right now. If he's eighty percent, if he's ninety percent, I don't want them to know that. So I think a lot of that goes into the, the the thought process of playing guys, not playing guys. Is also coaches would be lying to you if they told you they weren't looking a week in advance and trying to predict matchups and what are we going to see here? What are we going to see there? They're trying to, they're trying to skew all those things in their brains. And I think that when you specify the Niners and the Rams matchup, I think some part of it that has to be in that thought process. Here's, here's the other thing. And I, like I said, this one is probably the dumbest take I have today, but I, I just feel like the culture you're trying to build here, like you're not the Niners, you're not the Ravens. You haven't earned the right to sit people and Campbell with this all-out approach, you know, high-octane fuel, like, it would go against everything this dude believes in to just sit everybody. And, TJ, laugh or agree, I don't know. I, I The fact that it's a divisional opponent, 
Oh, no, no. I want to be the last thing they see before yeah. they go to sleep forever. Yeah. I want to put you down. Yeah. And no. it matters to me. I'm definitely with you. And winning 12 games matters. Uh, asserting your dominance over the division matters. And I think that not only this season, but, you know, I'm I, I, I'm trying to look at the bigger picture, right? When the offseason comes and you're trying to attract free agents and you're trying to get guys in here, look what we did. This is a resume builder, right? If you go out there and say, hey, 12-win team, man, look what we got. Uh, there's a lot of little things that play into it as well. Yeah, so, but a 12 win, no, no, TJ, a 12 win team sounds great, but you know what else sounds better? Hey, we win in the playoffs. So, yeah, you won 12 games. I'd rather say, hey, we, you come to Detroit, look, we're building something. We're winning playoff games now. The playoff game means much more than this game against Minnesota. Yeah, I, I agree I, with you. I, we, I think we agree. all agree, but I I'm think saying, in order to get to that point, you're there I already. think resting guys is for this particular team, I don't think is the right recipe. I still think you can go out and no, no matter who you play next week at Ford Field, you're going to beat. And if you go back to Dallas or you know Dallas gets upset, whoever you play again, I think you're going to have a chance in every single game. I just don't think that heading into the playoffs, coming off of a week of rest with a lot of your most important players uh, is a great recipe. When you have this team full of inexperience, playoff games when you have this team a lot of young players that are playing meaningful snaps for them i think they need to know what it feels like to keep stacking positive performances on top of each other and and rico i'm biased and i admit it like i'm admitting the bias like when tj told that story about 2011 um or you go back to the colts when they had peyton manning a couple of times and like i there is a thing that when teams rest players something happens and I don't know what it is, but it's like a rhythm gets broken. It's like it. I just no, I don't but, love it. No, no, Mike. I I understand because people are pointing back to when uh, the Titans beat the Ravens. But I think we only focus on the times where you rest people. You don't focus on right. the times where teams got rested and then they went out there and rolled the opponent because it doesn't fit the narrative. So you don't remember that. You true. remember the That's outlier stuff. Yeah, true. and I, I think veteran teams like San Francisco can afford to rest players because, because they've they had a know lot of guys with a ton of experience that were just in the NFC Championship hey, you game. You got a, a guy year that ago, went right? to the Super Bowl right here. Yeah, one, as your quarterback. Exactly, one guy. All you how need many guys is one leader. You San Fran don't have need one leader. One year ago. One leader. That's, That's all you need. It's Jared Goff. Let's go. William Wallace is our quarterback. Okay, then. There's no right, proven recipe. I think we're all kind of in the same spot. Look, come out of the game healthy. Try to win the game. Those are the biggest two factors I think that I want to see this weekend. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, let's get some of the people. David, a few ticket texts. I'm just amped up to hear Rico and TJ yell at each other more. Always exciting and satisfying. Then you should have been here in the break. Yeah. We were going over what NFL happened? rules. Uh, uh, I, you know what? TJ, I tried to TJ stay away believes, from it. No, TJ believes that if you fumble the ball out of the end zone, you need to be punished because it's sacred ground. I do. I think that scoring a touchdown is sacred territory. If you fumble, if you're so loose with the ball, you fumble out of the end zone, you should get punished. Now, if you want to say, hey, let's meet in the middle somewhere, the other team gets the ball, and but instead of a touchback where you start at the 20, you got to start at the 1, I'm fine with that. But I, I, I this whole nonsense of... Oh, it's a dumb rule. Shouldn't happen. Uh, look, you fumble out of the end zone. You deserve to be punished. That's how I look at it. And Rico disagreed with me. We had a very polite back and forth about the conversation. Oh, I don't know where you sit. Only broke a few chairs. I think you need to be punished. I think you absolutely need to be punished. Fumbling in the most sacred area of the football field. I um, for me, the thing that I'm more passionate about is getting rid of the brotherly shove. I, it's not a football play. It's a rugby play. It's a get it out of this sport. I can't stand it. It's a it's a football play because it seems like only the Eagles can run it. No one else can. Well, it's ironic. It's the only thing they do well. You just <laughs> hate to see it. I'm surprised it's taken so long for somebody to figure out how to like come close to attempting to stop it though. But, but, but what are you DJ, supposed to do? Is, I would line up I would line up five guys in the A gap and over the center and I would have five guys behind them shoving them. The funny That's is, what I would the, do. the the best alternative I've seen I think was actually Rutgers football where they line up like they're going to do the shove and then they pass it back again to the running back and he just takes it and runs with it while the quarterback yeah. goes up in the middle of the line. Oh, well, there's a couple plays. We saw Chicago when Detroit played him. They tried a little sweep to I think DJ Moore that got blown up but Yeah. No, I think I, look, I, I'm with you. It's not an appealing play to look at. Um, for is it Philly, something as a lineman that you would enjoy seeing called? Because it looks like hell. No, I mean, it, but if I'm on Philly, I probably feel a lot better about, about that. If at, I have at that point, it's bravado. It's like, yeah, else. you can't stop. The, TJ has an offensive lineman, yeah. and you were running that thing at Green Bay. You would be like, you can't stop us, yeah. and you know it's coming. You don't enjoy doing it, but you know when. But, you, but, but they're, like, they're like 55 of like 56 running it. But I it's mean, the smarm of knowing. Yeah, it's the hey, guys, hey, guys. It's the blood and we're, sweat we're, and the snot. We're about to run this play that you can't stop. <laughs> Try it. Yeah. And, and we're going to hike it on, too. It is uh, visually not appealing to look at. Um, but, no, I don't think it should be taken out just because one team is good at it. Uh, other teams. No, I don't like seeing any team it. do it. No, let me be clear. I don't like any team doing it. And other teams, I don't, I don't, I don't but get it out. There's no other teams that are nearly as close as good as doing it as Philly is. So mm-hmm. now it kind of feels like you're punishing one team. If yeah. every single team was doing it with 99% you know, uh, conversion rate, I think you could make a point to say, right. it's the all right, thing. Yeah, this play, we got to change this. You can no longer push. You, know, from, you can't have the two guys behind the quarterback shoving the pile. Uh, if you want to do it, just offensive line. I'm fine with that. That's great. But there's other teams that it. clearly have done it that are terrible at it. So mm-hmm. it kind of no, shows I'm you that fine Philly's got it said. down to a science. Get rid of the idea that we can have several people pushing the quarterback. You want to do a QB sneak, you do a QB sneak. Yeah. None of this nonsense. 
with the with the whole eight hundred people you know pushing I'm, this guy. I'm with you on that. It, yeah. Reggie Bush would disagree with you, Mike. Well, because I don't even think that you're oh. allowed. I don't think defensively you're allowed to push defensive linemen. You used to be able to do that. Extra points in the NFL used to be brutal. You go to line up for an extra point, you got four guys over the guard, four guys over the tackle, and just four guys behind them shoving. And it was painful. It was terrible. Guys were getting hurt all the time, and they disbarred that. Uh, I don't even think you're allowed to do that defensively. So you're probably you're probably I know you can't hop over the line and touch somebody on an extra like, point. You can like if you can jump and not touch anybody, then yes. yeah, extra point you can. But defensively, you know, I would hey, I'd I'd line up four guys right over the center and have four guys right behind him. Hey, if they're allowed to shove the quarterback, I'm allowed to shove my defensive tackle. Try to stop it, but. I'm with you. I mean, it's it's just one of those weird plays because it's just visually it's, it's so damn. Oh, ugly. you know, yeah, they get down. It's, <laughs> once they get to the three yard line, you it's already like ancient, know it's ancient football. That's what it looks like. Hey, real quick, because I I don't I don't I try I wanted to stay away from it because I heard you on Monday talking about it with the guys in the morning and I we, like the Lions got screwed. It was so yeah. stupid. But yeah. like as a player, I mean, you guys dealt with nonsense in Green Bay, a couple of calls, and it's like, what the he- how do you even recover? You played the game. You know you won the game. You have it taken from you. How the hell do you bounce back? Yeah, uh, you know what? That's it's tough to do. Um, but Dan Campbell has a secret recipe for just getting the guys back in uh, into the bill. It's almost North Korea, guy. Like it doesn't matter. This is what we're doing today. We're focusing on this this minute, right? This hour, this day. This is what we're doing. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean it. He's got this control over these guys and. It's not even control, but it's it's almost like a unifying path to where, yes, now we've got something that we can all bond behind again and push us forward again, and we can unite behind. And he he does such a great job of just keeping the guys on a day-to-day task to where, you know, I was even down there on Wednesday uh, just doing some of my pregame stuff, and everybody nobody wanted to talk about it. They're like, we made some mistakes in that game. Boom, we're moving forward, ready to go. And it's almost like, man, like the message is getting down from the top to the bottom about how do we move on from this? And that's Dan Campbell. And that's a lot of the leaders that they have on that team as well um, that are able to do that. And for me, being on the outside, like all of us being on the outside looking in, I think that is an extremely admirable part of what Dan Campbell does is being able to unify his guys, being able to use something as motivation week to week to week and day to day and using it as, uh, you know, we're, we're going to turn this into a positive, right? And and it's just it's it's incredible. I think it's incredibly difficult for coaches to keep every every single person on the same page and focused and unified. And this is what we're doing. And this is our motto. And this is what we're going to do this week. And this is a team that seems to do it week in week out. I think it's incredibly. Uh, I, I admire the hell out of it because I was in. And that that's why you need to go hit Minnesota with a garbage can I, right you know in what? the face. That was the first emotion I had after that Dallas game where we were all ticked off was I think I even said it to Dan Miller on the bus I said we are going to beat the hell out of Minnesota next like these guys are going to be so pissed off I, I, I you almost feel like somebody have mercy on Minnesota because this team the way they're feeling right now if they can bottle this emotion and this feeling yes that they're feeling in this moment right now and take this into next Sunday's game it's going to be an absolute bloodbath, and I hope it is. I hope that is the attitude yeah, they play and, with. And I think the key is too is just you got to focus on look, just at least win by four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just no, throw, no, no, out there. I just you know, and even I don't. I know we don't want to spend too much time. I just the the longer it's this fine. week has gone on, the more upset I've become about that blown call. Just because of all the little intricacy uh, intricacies and in the in the in the the genius and the brilliancy of the 
well, why did they send Panay Sewell over there? Why did they send Skipper over there? Why did they do this? A lot of it, you're trying in that position, Mike. They they rolled out their first two-point play call, right, with the expectation that Dallas is going to take a timeout. Most teams in that situation want to see your alignment. They want to see the formation. Okay, timeout, let's go talk about it. Lions now roll in their number one play, what they want to go with. They've been working on this. And what defense teams cannot take back-to-back timeouts anymore, right? We know that. That's a penalty. So th- that that play call was designed to put the maximum amount of stress and pressure on Dallas's defense to make sure that they heard the official who said it right. So when you ask about why did they send Decker and Sewell over there, well, what do those guys? What what do those two guys have in common? Fifty eight, sixty eight. You're talking about a loud environment. If the referee comes up to you and says, "Hey, sixty yep. eight's eligible," right, and then the safety comes from twenty yards away. Wait, what did he say? Sixty eight, fifty eight. Oh, I don't know. Where did Panay Sewell line up in that formation? He was at tight end. So you're putting pressure on Dallas's defense to say, hey, guys, what was it, 58 or 68, right? So, his, so everything about 70? that was I, because he screwed it up. We, we Every bullet point about Brad Allen, how we screwed it up, was already hit, I'm sure, no, with no, you guys, you know with everybody. No, no, TJ, he screwed it up. What you just said finally made sense because I didn't understand. Why did you have two guys there? Why were you playing the shell game? That makes sense. Yeah. 58-68. Thank you. Because the defense now has to communicate to 10 other guys. But why 70? Because 70's coming, it's, 70 didn't say anything to the official. He's coming up holding his arm up, which is jumbo package, and he's rubbing his belly, which is their big personnel. To, in order to declare eligible to a referee, you have to be in front of him. You have to wipe your chest. You have to verbally tell him. I'm the eligible player. Dan Skipper never did that. Taylor Decker did. I think what Brad Allen reverted back to, and and you can't even say the whole game because Dan Skipper only reported eligible one time that entire game. I think that they do preparation. He does it probably six, seven times a game on normal that he comes in as the extra guy. Brad Allen screwed it up. He looked in the background, saw 70 jogging on. He saw Taylor Decker signaling. In his mind, he screwed up the biggest play of the biggest moment of that game. TJ, I'm going to say this. there's there's so many little geniuses that went into that play that just got stolen from them. That okay. that's what really ticks me. No, off. no, this was brilliant. You 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 know what? You should probably do a podcast or do radio. <laughs> that was brilliant right there. Because you you explained to me something that didn't make any sense. So thank you very much. No, you got it. And I, I know we're we're moved on. It's Friday. Um, but man, I just my, that, that my really bo- that really Mike? bothered me the more we went on this week, just because of the little intricacies that were like, man, it's such a good play and. We know how that ended, but hey, we're out of the way. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. All right, before we get to the picks, fellas, just I understand, TJ, you're not a basketball guy, and we're not making it a a topic, but just the absurdity. Are you guys up on what Nikola Jokic has done since December 28th? 
No. I, I just don't know if you saw the. All right. Nikola Jokic has only missed five shots total since December 28th. Five. <laughs> he <Yeah>. is 39 <laughs> of his last 44, including burying a game winner to beat the Warriors last night. A half court shot. <laughs> was it? <laughs> that was one of his makes, a half quarter? Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, it's not like some bum who just catches alley-oops or like a bench guy. Oh, I've hit 12 in a row. Right, but you're a scrub. Nikola Jokic is the MVP, double and triple teams. Everybody's on him all game. And mind you, these shots, fellas, he's going to the line 15 times a night. He has missed five total shots since December 28th. It, it basically ties Wilt Chamberlain, who played when there was no one else taller than six feet. I just was like, what is even comparable to that? In any other sport, <laughs> I, I love Nikola Jokic just yeah. for the big sloppy kind of. It, it reminds me of like a Tyson Fury winning the heavyweight boxing. Yeah, like he, just, I mean, he looks like he a looks ringer, like a terrible athlete, but I, he's out there just throwing up shots. I mean, see, it's like, yeah, you're a ringer at the playground. You know what? Give me this guy. Yeah, that's who you want. He, he, sure, he makes all his big fellas happy. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I, lo- I loved it last year when he's sitting up there. They just won an NBA championship. And he finds out from the PR person the parade isn't until Friday. And he looks over. He goes, "No, I'm going home. I have to go home. <laughs> right. No. All right, no, I got to tend to the sheep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. But yeah, it's just it's one of those like, like what would the football equivalent of what Jokic has pulled off be? Uh, what is the best? Maybe Dallas no. kicker." Who's made like what third no, Aubrey kicks? No, I was gonna say probably uh Mike, your boy Phil Sims in the Super Bowl. Oh, uh, what was it? Twenty six of twenty nine? I thought I it was twenty six of twenty seven. Yeah, it was like he maybe, didn't, yeah. He, Pull it up. Every every pass was caught. Yeah. But see, you know what TJ know. just said, and it rem- I'm telling you, I feel this in my bones. Oh, Aubrey hasn't missed a kick all year. <laughs> Dead season's over. Like, I can just feel Aubrey going double doink to miss his first <laughs> kick of the year the same way. What was it, Gary Anderson? Oh, you remember the year it was, yeah, it was Atlanta Moss, versus yeah. Minnesota? He hadn't missed a kick all year long Yeah, until it ended their season. Yeah. And, and, I mean, hell, it was last year Dallas had all those issues in the playoffs, wasn't it? I mean, their kicker missed like five kicks in the first game. Yes. Extra points yeah. yes. and field goals and... Uh, weird stuff happens in the play. Remember Minnesota, Seattle. This is probably going back maybe six, seven years. Oh my God! Blair was Walsh it Brent missing, Walsh? I think it was Blair, Blair Walsh. Walsh missed like a twenty-two yarder to advance him. Mm-hmm. Like weird things happen in the playoffs. I'm with you. I'm with you. Now, I did uh, feel like after the Lions got robbed Saturday. <laughs> tell me if this is wrong. I felt like maybe we were spared like a 72-yard Brandon Aubrey field goal for the win. I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe like a Justin got, Tucker type yes, thing. Like, <laughs> like this guy sets the record by six yards to, to beat us. Turns around and flexes. Maybe, maybe we're yeah. spared. <laughs> it's what I couldn't believe, though, is like we all sit here knowing Aubrey could hit something from 65. It's plausible. Oh, easy. And here's Mike McCarthy throwing on second down for no reason. Just, I'm like, Mike, are you aware who your kicker is? Like, why are you such a big dummy? I don't understand Mike McCarthy. I, I love Big Mike. I, I, yeah. I didn't understand that, and then he turned around and said, and how about we just let the Lions go straight to the 25-yard line? <laughs> right, we're going to go prevent. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they didn't even try. Like, really? Is 
If I'm golf, I'm like, wait, is it just daddy? Okay, guys, you know what? Just go right there. They're, they're not guarding us. Okay. Sure. Yeah, go for it. Laporta? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. We ain't going to cover you. Mike, uh, hey, you, which you, of, you missed a dissertation. Uh, TJ broke down that final play, that two-point conversion. He should write a I class upon it. Uh, yeah. oh, I, was, I know. I, I, I know. He gave me a private tutoring session on, in the break. So, yeah. There was more in the break? Yes. He How broke. much more is there? Were you talking about feelings? No, just the whole design and the little details. And I know it. it if we had 10 minutes, I would talk about it. Obviously, I know we're not going to sidetrack the show. But, no, there were You're just fine. so many little details that went into that play that, you know, we talked about a few of them. but That I understand uh, why it was such a trick yeah, play now. Because that, that was a lot of people's yes. question. Why are you sending these guys? Why are you doing this? It's They're all by design. You know what I mean? And well, here's, it's like you, here's the last thing I'll say. And I know Cookie's... <laughs> Props to Cookies. Props to Dan Campbell. I thought the interview Tuesday actually was good. It was healthy for both sides. Hey, you tell me how you're feeling? Come on, be a big boy. Jim put on his big boy pants and coach this is how I feel. I think that they probably gained a little respect from each other. But going for it from the seven, was we, I think we can all agree, a little risky. But Dan Campbell, to me, is a smart guy. So part of me thinks, is that by design? Is that to get your guys a one-play, win-it-all type of situation before you have to do it in the playoffs, right? We might be in this situation where if we don't make it, mm. our asses are going home. Maybe I'm going to stress these guys out, put them in a position to say, guys, this is what it's going to so be right, like in a couple weeks a... from now, right now. I'm just saying maybe yeah. in that split second that he had, okay, I'm probably kicking the extra point, but you know what? My guys need to feel this stress. They what, need to what feel what it's like to touchdown. make. They need to n- n- know what it feels like to make one play to win a game because that's where we're going to be in a couple weeks. So mm. I'm not sold on the fact that it was just Dan Campbell being emotional and riled up after getting robbed as it was, hey, maybe it was Dan Campbell saying, you know what, guys? Boom, we're going to the playoffs. Like We're going to have to make a play to win a game if we want, if we wanted to achieve our ultimate goals. Maybe that whole situation, TJ, going it, for it in that situation, if that's the case, then he's an evil genius, and I'll stand down. If he really thought that way, because oh. see how I saw it was, he was just pot committed, and we're just going to keep going forward. If it went to fourth and goal from the 50, <laughs> we're still going for it. <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, look, it could have been, and I'm not talking for coach here. I have no idea. I think this is just kind of my theory on the why he did it. But let's just say you were a coach, Rico, or you were a coach, Mike. If you get a situation, mm. hey, one play from the six-yard line, right, divisional round championship, we got to make this play. Oh, my players haven't been in this situation. Or would you rather have it a second time around? Hey, we've been in this situation before. We know what it takes. It t- it's going to take maximum execution, maximum effort, because we just were in that situation against Dallas a couple weeks ago. We didn't come through, but we See, know what it's going to take now to make the play. Yeah, I know we have a guy no, with no, a little no, bit no. of experience. Here's the thing. If it was a Minnesota game this week, I absolutely agree with you. Last week against Dallas, there was a lot on the line. Yeah, yeah. kick the extra point. Yeah. We'll figure this out next week against Minnesota. Thank How you. About that? Yeah, no, I'm with you, and I'm not making excuses. I'm just trying to think, could that have been just Dan Campbell wanting to put a ton of pressure on his players to see how they shape out before uh, it goes into the playoffs where, you know what, you God miss that help. player going home. God help us. He's going to do something crazy, and it ends their season. Uh, you can fill in for me on that. Or thing. you've got you the experience now of you know making or having mistakes in big moments, and maybe you come through next time. And, and maybe we get ways. a kicker at some way. point. Please, please get a kicker you like. Can we do that? Or they All cut right, Riley uh, Patterson. He goes to another team and ends your season. No, stop <laughs> right now. <laughs> 
All right, here we go. We'll start out in Houston, Texas. Or as TJ's pod partner likes to say, we're going to Houston, Texas, baby! Um, Washington, Michigan. Michigan laying... (laughs) Michigan laying four and a half. We start out with Rico Beard. Well, Michael, I think this is easy. I'm going to stick with my godson, who I've been riding with all year. Give me UW. Give me Washington. Over to the man in the belt, Kenneth Thickcott. That's right. I think uh, this will be death by a thousand paper cuts. Michigan will wear them down and wear them down and wear them down. 4.5 is not that many points. I'll take Michigan. Mr. Hatchet Man. Yeah, I don't have to tell you. I'll let this tell you. Go blue. <laughs> Oh, love it, man! I, okay. I'm, ta- I'm taking Michigan too. I am. I think they've I get got to gain the gain uh, gain on everybody. Okay. I think they've got the recipe to just kind of lean on Washington and wear them out. And you know, I think Michigan's defensive backs match up well with what Washington likes to do, which is live and die by the deep ball. And uh, you know, Will Johnson, I like I like his chances on Romo Dunze. To not to I hope, not shut him down. But I hope a little that bit they just rely on the deep ball. I hope, <laughs> I hope they do too, because I like Michigan's matchup there in the secondary. Give me, give me Michigan. Bring it back. Yay, scumbags. I'll take Michigan. All right, let's go to the NFL. Texans laying one and a half. Traveling to Indy. Winner take all. Rico Beard. I think that uh, Ryan and C.J. Stroud are about to, and Will Anderson are going to all experience what it's like to be in the playoffs in your first year as a Houston Texan. Give me Houston. Kenneth. Yeah, Stroud is making me a big fan. I'm going to say the Texans as well. Wow. Rookie quarterback on the road, winner take all. Okay. David. Doesn't matter. The Texans are different. They're not the same Texans. Let's go, Houston. TJ, why are they slandering the Colts? Well, I know you said rookie quarterback, but Gardner Minshew is on the other side. He's he's a veteran. He's He's crafty. He's He's 80-year-old women. Also a third stringer. I mean... Uh, this comes down to which quarterback do I trust more? And I think right now it's C.J. Stroud. I, I, I just think it is. I, nothing against Gardner Minshew. I know he's had a nice season, but Stroud's been the real deal, man. And I think Will Anderson is going I know. to play. I think he's questionable, but I think he makes an impact, too. I've I, I got to take Houston. I think kind of feels like it's a magical season for the Miko Ryans and the young group of guys that got down there. I think they cap it off this weekend. Fine, and I counter with it's a magical year for the Colts. I don't know. I just... It's a rookie on the road in a winner take all. I got a problem with it. Give me the Colts. This game, forget it. I don't. I, good luck. Atlanta at New Orleans. Saints laying three. Godspeed if you bet this one. Go ahead, Rico. You know, I flipped a coin and then I realized uh, I trust the New Orleans Saints coach better than the Atlanta coach, who still has taken all year and hasn't figured out that oh, Bijan is on my team. Oh, mm. I'm allowed to run him. Yeah, give me the Saints. Yeah, I think Rico Kenny. copied off of my notes here. I'm going with the Saints as well. Over to David. Y'all funny. The Saints need this game, and the Falcons don't, which means the Falcons will win this game. Go Falcons. <laughs> wow. TJ. A double reverse oh. with their offensive linemen. That's what the Falcons will do. Yeah. Man, I just have a feeling this is going to be ugly 13-14 to 14 type of game. Um God, screw it. Give me the Falcons. I just can't trust Derek Carr. Uh, Derek Carr is a favorite. Awful. Dennis Allen is a favorite. Awful. Then you look at Atlanta, and what Arthur Smith has done this entire year has been awful. It's a Spider-Man meme. I'll just take New Orleans because they're at home. Bears, Packers, Pack lay in three. Rico. 
I think the Packers need this game in order to get into the playoffs. The Bears want to play spoiler, but the Packers, man, they're killing folks, and I think it's going to be just like last week. They're going to destroy the Bears. Give me the Packers. Kenny? If the Packers need this so badly, why is it only three? I'm going to take the Bears. Well, I think well, it's because it's a divisional opponent. <laughs> Rhetorical question. Oh, I'm sorry, Kenny. It's not Oklahoma versus TCU. It's not a 17-point line. I think it's like that, Kenny, because the Bears, I think, are going to treat this game like the Lions did last year at the end of the year with the Packers, the Bears, all day. TJ? I'm with you, David. I think the Bears have been playing good football. What, four out of the last five? And, man, they're putting up some points. I got to tell you, I I think I'm going to take Justin Fields. Might be the first time in three years I've ever done this, but give me the Chicago Bears on the road. All right. Give it to me. Thank you, Wojo. I I just – is it really going to be back-to-back years in Lambeau Field with a chance to go to the playoffs that they allow an upstart team to end their year? There's enough guys who were on the Packers last year. They should have a real bad taste in their mouth. Give me the pack. Rams, Niners in the laydown bowl. Whispers, Rams are playing no one. Niners playing no one. It is Carson Wentz versus Sam Darnold. Ugh. Niners laying four. Rico. Woof. Yeah, I have no idea who this game. <laughs> so I'm I'm just going to go with the Niners and hope that they cover. Kenny. <laughs> I think the Niners, no ones are better than the Rams, no ones. So I'll take the Niners laying the four. That's analysis. David. I'm with Kenny. The Rams, nobodies are better. So I'm going with the Rams. My bums are better than your bums. Uh, TJ. Uh, I'm taking San Fran. I think their depth is better. Look, when you look at the Rams, they've got really good pieces. I think the Niners overall are a better team. So I think whoever ends up playing this game for them are just going to be more talented than what uh, what the Rams throw out. So give me the Niners. Same. And again, the, the, the Rams are designed like a fantasy football team, studs and duds. I, it, it's just, if you take away their couple best players, it is truly reprehensible. Give me the Niners. Eagles laying five and a half, traveling to the Giants. We start with Rico Beard. Uh, it's five and a half. It's the devil's number, Mike. But you know Whore. what? You know what? For you. Stop. For Big G, this is what you guys will be sounding like after the Eagles not only win, but cover. Oh, Shandala! Give me Eagles. Woo! <laughs> Feel that Holy Ghost spirit. Kenny. Eagles haven't looked right, plus it's the devil's number. Give me the G, no. No. man. I hope your roof collapses on you while you sleep. David. Yeah, I treat this game like I did the Falcons and the Saints. The Eagles need this game. The Giants don't. Giants all day. This is what you'll sound like after the game. God. Oh, God. Oh, please take me now. <sighs> TJ. I got no an- analysis. Just give me Jalen G- no. Hurts no. and the Eagles. You overgrown cockroach. <laughs> Listen, the Giants have one job. Die. Just lay down and die. Why can't you just die? Don't ruin the draft pick. Lose. Too late. Eagles. Bills lay the two and a half at Miami. Rico, go. You know what? Uh, Miami's going to be playing at home. The Bills are playing for their playoff success, and I think it ends this year. Give me the Dolphins. Incredible. Kenny. I have to believe in the Bills here playing for their success. Give me Buffalo. David. 
Yeah, this pains me to say this. I know, I know my son is listening. He's a huge Dolphins fan. It's what the, a loser. The Buffalo Bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not nice when people say mean things, is it, David? What a, ter- what a terrible father. <laughs> Allowing your kids to root for the Dolphins. Yeah, what, what, a, a, what a degenerate what father you are. What an idiot. Mean <laughs> um, <laughs> Bills, what a... What a weird situation. Could be the two seed with the win. Could be out of the playoffs with the loss. Look, I, I'm going to go back to what I thought at the beginning of the season, which the Bills might be the most dangerous team in the AFC heading into the playoffs. I think they get it done this week. And I might ruin my pick, but I wouldn't be surprised they're representing the AFC come Super Bowl time either. Wow. Give me the Bills. Look, Dolphins have lost Jalen Phillips, lost Bradley Chubb. O-line's all banged up. They've collapsed. Even when they beat the Cowboys, it was Dallas losing more than Miami winning. I got to go with the Bills. All right, Vikes, Lions. Lions are laying three and a half. Mr. Rico Beard. Um, Mike, I think this I'll is... sit everybody. I would sit everybody, but Minnesota, just not that good with Nick Mullen. I think the Lions will raise a banner again since it's already up. And, Mike, give me. Mm. I love you in the TV commercials. Thank you. (laughs) You like the hard hat? (laughs) Hey, people, here's a hint. They're not the same person. True Just story. something we've discussed before. All right, let's Bad, go to Kenny. Story. <laughs> I'd sit everybody. Dan Campbell is not going to sit everybody because he's Dan Campbell, which means it'll be a big win for the Lions. Give me Detroit. David. It Ooh. doesn't matter what happens, who plays, who doesn't play. Vikings suck. Lions all day. Almost as bad as you as a father. All right, let's go to TJ. Hey, my- <laughs> Hey, Mike, have you ever seen Rico and the hard hat guy in the same place at the same time? I'm just saying. Be careful. Don't make assumptions now, all right? You ever seen him in the same place? Come on now. Be careful. Don't make assumptions. They're Uh, not the same person. (laughs) Oh, man. It's going to be a bloodbath. Like, they might rest a couple veteran guys here or there. Uh, I think this is going to be a pissed off team. I think Lions probably going to win by 30 points. Give me the Lions. Lions for me. Sure, that's the Lions. We're in. Lions, 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 Lions. No one took the Vikings. Those are the picks. Tremendous job, gentlemen. 97-1. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.